What up, Oasis hey. people? What up? We are back. Part two. Uh, yeah, second try for this this puppy. <laughs> this podcast. Congrats. You're getting the best podcast we've probably ever recorded because wow, we've already we're setting practiced. setting it up a lot. We haven't even recorded it. You're, you're prophesying that. Well, what we, if it's just garbage because yeah. you said that? Yeah, it totally is. The Lord's like, I will humble the proud. Yep. <laughs> so this will be the worst podcast you will ever record. Well, what we know, it is going to be a podcast. True. So we'll there stick with that as we go about it. Um, but the reason is point two, part two. Yeah, yesterday. So we record the podcast on Tuesdays. Yep. Um, and if we also record it a week ahead. Um, so by the time you're listening to this last Tuesday, you may remember absolute bombshell of a storm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Icepocalypse. Um, yep. Icepocalypse. That's good. <laughs> and uh, while we were recording the podcast was when the power shut off. We were about halfway mm-hmm. through. And then just everything went black. I've never been more terrified in the church <laughs> than to be sitting in this space next to you two in this whole room to go pitch black, except for a couple sputtering lights as they tried to come back on. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, this, this is it. Jesus is about <laughs> to Lord walk in those two doors. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then everything just goes black for a second and super quiet. And then the, all the emergency lights come yeah. on. Yeah. And, and then we were just sitting here like, well... <laughs> We didn't know if it had saved. We didn't know if it was coming back. And so. So we're here again. Now we're here again. It did not save. You get part two. Yep. But what are we talking about? Let's get it. Uh, Well, by the time that you are listening to this, Easter has come and it has gone. And the celebration has happened of Jesus's resurrection. Um, And so Easter is a big deal. I mean, we spend an entire week, uh, which is a holy week, leading up to it. um, Celebrating, reflecting, remembering. Um, and, And so we go into Easter with this big celebration, the expectation that Jesus has risen. Like, this yeah. is a huge deal. Like, our faith doesn't exist without the resurrection of Christ. Um, but it only happens once a year. Mm-hmm. Jesus only rises from the dead once a year. Mm-hmm. So, so and he's it, risen after that, man. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the, in the other 365 days outside of that, in the 365 days to come, now what? Mm. So Jesus has re- resurrected but now what do we do? Yeah, and I think we should probably even clarify there that Jesus was resurrected 2,000 years ago on yes. Easter. Yeah. And we just remember it once a year with the ceremony of Easter. So Jesus mm-hmm. is always resurrected for yep. us now. It's not like every year he gets crucified or every year. <laughs> but, you know, people yeah. probably get confused. They're like, yeah. is Jesus, like, in heaven, like, resurrecting again? No, no, he's always resurrected. He's always living. We just, as the church, once Celebrate a year, him. put huge emphasis on it. Yep. And we call that Easter. We go nuts. Throw a big old party. You should. Yeah. yeah. Right. Biggest holiday of the year. Yeah. Like you said, if 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 we don't have the resurrection, we don't have anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's people and I mean Paul addresses it in one of his letters where they try they're trying to get rid of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. They think is this really a piece of information and theology we need? And he's like, no, the resurrection is everything. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if Jesus doesn't rise from the grave, then he's not victorious. Then ever, all the claims that he made are no longer true. Like Jesus is not who he says he is. He's not the Messiah. He's not the son of God. He's not all of those things yep. unless he rises from the grave. Mm-hmm. So every year we go gangbusters Yeah, because Jesus is alive. Yep. Super Bowl for the Christians. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. Christian wow. Super Bowl. <laughs> Throwing out a lot of words. Christian here. Supercross. What? I'm trying what? to think it. <laughs> there isn't Supercross like dirt bikes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Supercross. <laughs> I'd love to see Jesus come back on a on a dirt bike. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. The I white the white Mustang the white stang or uh, <laughs> the Mustang like the horse version, not the car. Um, like he's coming back on a horse. Oh, oh so that'd be sick. <laughs> but yeah, motorcycle would be cool. 
or uh, what do they call them? Metal metal horses. That people called motorcycles that. Steel 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 horses. Oh, okay. Steel, yeah, yeah. Is that I've a heard thing? Steel horse. Yeah, yeah steel horse is a mo- yeah, motorcycle. Okay. Never heard of that. So what if There's we like just are reading Revelation wrong and Jesus <laughs> is actually coming back on a steel horse, not just a leather horse. jacket and all? I mean, he's got coming back with a tattoo. He's right? got the tat, man. <laughs> are we getting biker Jesus? <laughs> all right. Derailed stop. so fast. Stop. Yep. <laughs> we don't know. We we should stop talking. <laughs> Jesus is coming back someday. <laughs> Let's get on with this. Um, yeah. So as we go about Easter. We throw the big celebration, yep. but then Monday, Tuesday, you know, the week still goes on. The year still goes on. We've got to go back to work, school, whatever it may be. So how do we still go about living with the resurrection in mind yeah. throughout the rest of the year? Part of the issue is probably like that camp mission trip almost high, mm. where it's mm. the mountaintop experience of Easter, you know, the, the churches are more full than usual. The people are dressed up. The energy's excited. Like it's going to be warm on Sunday. So it's like there's all this energy and excitement. And then you have that huge mountaintop celebratory moment. And we don't always know as people how to come back off of that. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like if you ever went to camp growing up, that week of camp was like God was so active. But then you come back and you almost have the camp hangover. Or you've got the mission trip, then you got the mission trip hangover. It's almost like what do mm-hmm. we do with the Easter hangover? Yeah. yeah. How do we continue to live in light of the resurrection? Yeah. So what do you think? And so uh, well, a lot of this conversation will be just what does it mean to remember? I mean, that yep. is one yeah. thing that God has very clearly said um, to his people through all ages is mm-hmm. the best thing to do is to remember him, to remember who who he is and what he's done because we are so prone to easily forget who God is. Yeah. We are so prone to easily forget God. Um, and so the celebration of Easter is our yearly reminder of the resurrection um, and, and it's a healthy reminder of that, um, that, you know, you can have unhealthy rhythms and healthy rhythms, but, but the celebration of Easter is a healthy one reminding us, it, it acts as like a, a waypoint yeah. that we get to the Easter and it kind of redirects that, yeah, we do get like that spiritual high. There is like the, the great celebration and it's like, okay, in those moments I'm reflecting, I'm thinking, I'm being presented with the gospel in a way that's like, I have to do some internal work of like, Okay, now we're in my next 365 mm. days gonna gonna lead. Yeah, because it, it's leap year. <laughs> That's a stupid joke. Because <laughs> with Easter, 365 yeah, would be 366. Because then you got leap year. Anyways, keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you totally so derailed him. <laughs> Is it okay? So, <laughs> so we celebrate Easter, and it acts as our, our redirection. So so we go about the year like okay like we get to the resurrection, like this monumental event in our faith. And then we say like, all right, I, I realize like maybe I haven't been, been walking the way that I should. And, and it acts as um, a, kind of a coming back, a homecoming of sorts that, that the people that don't know Jesus are coming to know Jesus. It's a place, uh, a time where a ton of people are willing to like have conversations about Jesus. So a ton of people come to faith. Yeah. It's also a, ton of, a, a, a time where a ton of people come back who, who have, you know, mm-hmm been in the church but have distanced themselves you know you got like the priesters the people that only come in the during christmas or easter um but then encounter the gospel and again in another way that you know spurs them out like okay like this is like more serious than a thought like yeah this needs more more action this needs to be a bigger part of my life and so um it acts as that waypoint to continue to point you in the direction back towards jesus Mm -hmm. and we would encourage i mean everybody listening uh, we hope easter for you was uh 
a rededication moment, mm-hmm. a, a moment of recommitment to what is the gospel. Every church on Easter should preach the gospel. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You, hopefully you have new people in your church who are coming just because it's Easter. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, there's tons of Christians out there who only come to church on Easter. And those people who aren't probably really following Jesus because they're only attending church once a year, like those people really need the gospel. Mm-hmm. But we can discredit how bad we need the gospel as we point fingers at them. Yeah. Right. It's the new person who's never heard they need the gospel. Or it's the person who's not actually following Jesus, they need the gospel. And that's not that's not the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Everybody on Sunday morning for Easter, everybody needs the gospel. Sunday night too at Oasis. Like the message will be gospel driven because we need to let the gospel speak afresh to us constantly. Yeah. Right. As people who follow Jesus and, and want to love and, and learn from him consistently, who are his disciples, like the gospel should be this touch point for us constantly to be reminded of who he is, what he's done, and how do we live in light with that. Mm-hmm. So if, if Easter for you is just another box check, like check yourself now as you listen to this. Like what does the gospel mean to you and how does it speak afresh into your life? Yeah. yeah. That's good. What else? What else we got? Which direction do you want to go? What are just some some reminders as we talk about remembrance yeah. and the importance of that when it comes to Easter, mm-hmm. um, as we remember the resurrection? What are what are just some ways that we can remember? Yeah, well, the resurrection is a reminder that God holds um, all things within His plan, um, that He has um, purpose and intentionality behind it. Um, you could listen to the message that Brennan just preached in this last series mm-hmm. to know that not all things happen because of God, um, that he is not the source of why everything happens, but that he has a hand in it um, and that he's working all things out. Um, And so as we, um, even uh, the Easter specifically, um, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus is the fulfillment of so much of God's plan. Um, That as you read the Old Testament, you see over and over again how God has been working on behalf of his people. And there are hundreds of prophecies in the old testament that jesus was fills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't remember the exact number unless either of you off the top yeah. of your head oh, you but hundreds um that jesus in and of himself filled these fulfilled these prophecies um and the the very act of his death and resurrection um is a, to some extent the completion of god's plan mm. um and then even in that there's this continuation of that that, mm. that it's not finished that jesus is promised to return um, that there is, continue, I mean, we know we live in this world that, that sin still exists, but there is the promise of the final day when Jesus will come and take home his people um, and that sin will be 100% completely defeated. Yeah. Um, and so uh, as we remember Easter, um, that can be uh, just a place to remember that God has is in control of all things, mm-hmm. um, that he's working in all things um, from the Easter day celebration to um the minuscule aspects of your day each and every single day yeah. 365 six, 64 days a year <laughs> <laughs> however many days in the year there are for yeah. you yep. you go ahead and live those for jesus yeah but i think exactly what you're saying is true right easter is this reminder that god is sovereign that he can do only what he he, he can do what no one else can do yeah mm-hmm. right so when we see in genesis that sin enters the world right from that moment god had been working his redemptive plan back to the cross yeah. and I, I i think people could probably argue this but the cross is probably the climax in the plot of god's nar- narrative arc right now it feels yeah. like we're almost yeah. living in the um the resolution of it like we're still seeing that play out but that is like the climax moment where jesus is crucified and rises 
Like that's where it all changes. It yep. all shifts from that point. And now we're seeing that play out until the end of the story when God makes all things new again. But in that climax moment, like he was sovereign and he was in control. Mm-hmm. And when we look at our own lives, I hope we remember that he's still sovereign and he's still in control. Yeah. So like the chaos and the hardship and the struggle that you're walking through, like there, he still, he still holds that in his hand yeah. and he can still be, he can still be God provider and Yahweh in that for you. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, as a reminder, like kind of as we already touched on that, um, the cross was not the final part of God's plan, Mm -hmm. that God is still working and moving. And like, just because Jesus said it was finished on the cross and like the veil was torn and um, then uh, 40 days later, the um, Holy Spirit came um, and and was poured out on the believers. That wasn't it. Like Mm -hmm. there is still the the work and the move of God happening. and so God is is still doing things. He's still doing things um, to bring to bring healing, to bring yeah. recreation, to bring restoration in the midst of today. That as we are working towards the conclusion of full restoration, that God is still working in that, working to bring all things to the end, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, helping us to finish the race. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there, he's he's not done. No. The big moment has happened. Everything has changed, but yet it's still changing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think people get stuck on that, right? It's it's the Christian who accepts Jesus into their heart, yet doesn't change the way they live, mm-hmm. right? That's that's that Easter moment where it's mm-hmm. like we have this moment of dedication or celebration, but nothing changes because of it. Yet God is still working and he's mm-hmm. still moving. And so you, your life needs to look different in light of Easter. It look, needs to look different in light of your decision for Jesus. Partnered with the Holy Spirit, how do we live in a way that's continuing in God's unfolding plan, mm-hmm. making all things new, letting heaven touch earth through our faithfulness to his, his plan? Yeah. Um, and that never stops. No. It won't stop mm-hmm. until Jesus either calls us home or he comes and, and makes this world new. Yeah. That's the only time God's redemptive plan will be completely concluded and finished. Yeah. Yeah, I think another one you could talk about is uh, the cross is a reminder and Easter is a reminder of the hope we share in victory over death and sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, there's scripture and someone should even Google it maybe just to know for sure. But like where it talks about Jesus as the first fruits of creation, that Jesus is the model of what we now all get to experience because of what Jesus did. And what I mean by that is Jesus, he dies, but he comes back to life through resurrection. That is the same promise we now cling to as Christians, that when we die, we don't stay dead. We get resurrected alongside Jesus because he was the first fruits. He's the one that did it, and he modeled the way for us. And when he does that, he defeats death. Like, he overcomes the grave. He is victorious. So, for us, death is not the end. Mm-hmm. Like, we get to be victorious over death. Yeah, We get to be, like, come out of the grave. We get to have that final victory along. We get to share in his glory because of all that he's done on Easter. Yeah. So that's super beautiful. And that's a victory for here in this earthly life um, in overcoming sin and in pursuing holiness mm-hmm. and being um, sanctified and made to look more like Jesus, but then also a victory in eternal life, mm-hmm. um, that there's not a separation um, between us and God, but that we have the um, opportunity to live with him in eternity. Mm-hmm. I think that that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, what you're talking about comes from 1 Corinthians 15, um, starting in verse 20. But Christ was, has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection yeah. of the dead comes also through a man. For as Adam 
For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he, be, when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when, the hand, when he hands over the kingdom of God the Father after, all has, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, there's this parallel that you can see all throughout Jesus' life of how he redeems. He is the true and better version of all of our Old Testament characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where Adam brought death, Jesus brought life. Where David was a good king with flaws, Jesus is the perfect king without flaws. Mm-hmm. Like that, that example of the Old Testament, Jesus fulfills every single one of them, and he is the better version of yeah. them. Yeah. And now he is our model of how we get to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's his, his victory, his power, his, his suffering, all of that we embrace as Christians as we follow in him. And that, that continues now from Easter in light of the victory he's won. Yeah. yeah. So, as we talk about remembrance, what are just like some practical ways to go about remembering? Because mm, we can t- say, hey, go remember all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but as someone who has self-diagnosed, self-short-term and long-term memory loss. Um, <laughs> self-diagnosed, self-short-term. That's a good sentence right there. Get a clip on that. Um, yeah. How do you go about like remembering some of that? Like are there practices? Are there ways that you have gone about it that you've found success? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. What do you think? Yeah, I think sometimes um, when I want to be intentional to remember, I change the lens of which I read scripture in. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not, okay, what do I need to apply today? But what do I need to remember and thank God for? Um, So thankfulness, I think, is a a big part of that. Um, Remembering what God has done, being thankful for it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think it's an awareness that I'm prone to not remember. And so when my heart is calloused, recognizing those moments. So when I hear, when I'm reading the scripture and I'm not letting it permeate who I am and I'm just let, I'm just going through the habits or the motions or I'm attending a service and I'm listening to someone preach, but it's not really transforming me. Like when I hear the gospel message and it doesn't cut me to the heart, mm. like those are my moments where I really have to check myself. And it's almost a mental like reset of like, okay, mm-hmm. you're not remembering right now. Yeah. You're just going through the motions what does it look like to actually remember in this? And remembering for me, it has a lot of feeling in it. Because mm-hmm. intellectually, like, okay, yes, I remember, I know. But to remember the cross is to get into the emotional side of who I am and in in, in the spiritual side of, of like, okay, what does that actually mean? What does that make me feel? How do I connect to that? And how do I go into life remembering that holistically, mm-hmm. not just intellectually? Yeah. What about you? I think... Two things, going back and seeing the faithfulness of God, that I can be prone to doubt um, and doubt God's power. So going back and especially like reading through the Old Testament and seeing the the incredible ways that God worked and moved through um, those people, those places, those situations um, helps me a ton. So I'm like, okay, if God can do that, like, okay, he can definitely help me like in this. Like I have no reason to doubt in in any situation. Um, But also just even remembering like personally what God has done in my life, like yes, reflecting yeah. on my own testimony of like, okay, yeah, I remember that God brought me through that. I remember walking through this hard season and like God gave me an opportunity to, to learn, to experience him through that. Um, to not just know like, yeah, like God worked a ton through the people in scripture, but like he's also worked through me. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's worked through each one of you. Like he has written uh, like his ways through your story um and and so like it is hard to walk through your story and not see god Mm -hmm. um 
And so just to sit and like reflect on like, okay, like what has God done? Um, has been super powerful. Like, okay, yeah, God has worked in my life before he can do it again. Yeah. For me, I think that needs to be partnered in my life with journaling. Mm. Cause mm. if I just try yeah. to intellectually remember, I often lose it. Yeah. Right. I forget all that God has done. Even I remember after, after some nights, some Sunday nights, some Monday mornings, I do a lot of reflecting and journaling and praying through what God has done. And I need those moments. Cause then when there's the hard moments of ministry mm-hmm. or there's the, there's the hard moments of life, you know, I look back, I go back to that Monday morning when I was reflecting on God's goodness. And it's like, nope, same God who was good on Sunday night. And I can reflect on Monday, mor- Monday morning is the same God who on Thursday night when I'm feeling fatigued and after a really long week, like mm-hmm. he's the same God he provided last week. He'll provide this week. And so for yeah. your story, right. When you look back and think, Oh yeah, he got me through that friendship struggle. Like maybe it literally takes you flipping back in a journal yeah. and reading your journal entry from two months ago mm-hmm. that says, yes, God is good. Look at what he's done. You actually might have to get a piece of paper in front of you that says that yeah. Yeah. to remind you. That's super good. That's super good. The other thing I'm thinking about as we conclude is like, we've talked a lot about what it looks like to remember Easter and the joy and the hope and the celebration and to live in light of that. But do you feel like there's a, a part of us that needs to remember the like Good Friday, to remember mm. Monday, Thursday, to remember mm. um, even like just the Lent, the Ash Wednesday services that, that usually happen? Like where does the difficult part of remembering play into the longevity of the year as well Mm. does that question make sense yeah i think so (laughs) think so (laughs) i think so um i have a thought you can start yeah i think without the hard moments we don't get as good of good moments yeah Mm. that when thinking through like um when we're searching for great depth you need to have height and you need to have depth. <laughs> I thought there was another word there and it didn't come. Um, but if you only have the highs and you don't have any lows, yeah. mm-hmm. like you only get half the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You only get half, half the depth. Um, and so like, that's why we as Christians say embrace suffering yeah. because it's in those hard moments that, that you get the depth to who you are, to your character, to your relationship with God. Um, and, and so in the hard moments of, of yes, the gospel, like the gospel is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, watching or like thinking about Jesus, like sitting in the garden, sweating blood because he's so overwhelmed and knowing what's in front of him. Like that is hard. Yeah. Like thinking about Jesus physically being nailed to the cross, like nails through hands, through feet, sitting up there, like suffering for four, Mm -hmm. I think four hours, something like that. Mm -hmm. Like for a long time, like, and dying the most brutal death that you could die. Mm -hmm. That's hard. And like, you have to sit in the weight of that to like, really understand mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, what was done there. Mm-hmm. Cause if Jesus just came down and said like, all right, you know, all your sins are forgiven. And then just, you know, beamed back up to heaven. <laughs> like then you only get, you only get half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get his love through the suffering. You don't see his love through the, the pain that he uh, went through. You don't see his love in that. So by going through the hard parts, that's yeah. where we get the depth. Yeah. There is no resurrection without first a death. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I think that, um, like, it can be easy as Christians, if you've been walking in faith for a long time, to lose the depth of um, the Easter story, Mm -hmm. Um, that the cross becomes domesticated, um, that we lose the the understanding of exactly what it is. We we miss or forget the suffering he went through. And so Mm -hmm. those Holy Week services or or, uh, 
I almost said observations. What am I looking for? Meditations mm-hmm. um, can help remind us yeah. um, even that that brings greater light to the high of Easter because we've walked through the suffering again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something you could do in Holy Week and Easter, but that you can, you can literally do any time of the year. Yeah. And I just think we're prone to only focus on good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I should rephrase. There's there we like to remember the good. Yeah. I don't know if we're prone to to focus only on it, but when it comes to like we only want to remember the spiritual highs and we want to just leave all the negative and the bad in the past. And I think that's a that's a that does us a disservice. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're only remembering the resurrection, then when you're coming in and you're having that struggle, you're having that hardship, you're having that brokenness, you're in that pain but you can only remember the good parts. Like mm. you, you lose again, mm-hmm. half of the story, yeah. right? There is this brokenness of our world that Jesus has experienced that we experience too. And so we have to remember his suffering and his hardship in order to, to know that there is hope. Otherwise I feel like you get so stuck and lost in the, in the dark moments. Cause you don't have anything to tether you back to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say like you, you should sit there all year. Yeah. yeah. Right? But what are touch points where you come back and you like, remember the suffering, you remember the sacrifice, you remember the hardship that Jesus walked through. And in that way, it, it deepens, it, it enriches the whole resurrection in your spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's in those moments when you only remember the resurrection. As soon as you go through the hard times, mm. you're waiting for your resurrection Yeah. and you don't get to relate to Jesus walking through the suffering. Mm-hmm. You don't have the hope that knowing like, okay, Jesus has gone through this. He understands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have the, the, um, the hope or understanding to go to him knowing like Jesus has been through suffering. Mm. Like he isn't this distant, far away God that only knows perfection. Like he is a close personal God who knows hurt and and pain and suffering. And he's going to walk through it with you. And so by only focusing on the resurrection, you're not going to be able to walk through that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go. He has risen. He he's risen, risen indeed. indeed. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> and uh, like with that, I mean, he's sent us his spirit now too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think from from Easter, one of the less celebrated, probably um, less what recognized. Is? I mean, it's still part of the church, the liturgical calendar, but would be Pentecost Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Pentecost Sunday is right around the corner for us. And that's where God pours his, we remember that God has poured his spirit out yeah. on his church. And now we get to live empowered by God's spirit in light of the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the power of the, that we now hold. So yeah. live in light of that this, yeah. this next year and uh, we'll catch you next Easter. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>